ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeed. It is us. We are back again. My name is Christopher Perry. I'm the commissioner for the Western Collegiate Hockey League. And on the other end of the microphone dial, it's my very best friend in almost all the world, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Hey, hey, hey. Look at this. Andrew, how's it going over there? It is going fantastic over here. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it uh, we've had, had some great weather recently, so uh, things are kind of working yes. out, huh? We had some fantastic weather around here yesterday, so don't want to rub that in any of the faces of people that may not be having so some fantastic well, weather. We're getting ready to start sucking dirt here, so uh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get too fat, dumb, and happy just yet. That's right. That's right. Andrew, we had a bunch of games to talk about um, uh, that just happened this weekend. All seven teams were in action. All seven were in action, and. Uh, yeah, a couple surprises in there, I think. <laughs> I'd say so. Well, let's get but, after uh, it. Lots of action. Lots of action. Um, uh, unlike me or you, lots of action in the WCHL. That's right. So um, uh, let's start up north at our favorite place to win. Um, up in Ames, Iowa, the University of Central Oklahoma Broncos rolled into scenic Ames to play a pair of games against the Cyclones, and they walked out with two Ws. They sure did. They... Uh... I tell you what, they rolled in on Friday night, and those boys must have been ready to play because they jumped out to a big three nothing lead in the first period, and those and those guys didn't look back the rest of the evening. Yeah, I mean it was just a, a five to nothing butt kicking by Central. Yep, on Friday night, and then the next night it got a little bit tighter, um, but it was turns out to be a three to two win for uh, Central Oklahoma. And Andrew, what's your, what's the one thing that you always say about Ames, Iowa? It is a great place to go win hockey games. Isn't that the truth? So uh, that's hey. true, and, it's, and especially when you can get a sweep up there too, right? <laughs> that's uh, give the have the bus. You give you two toots, yep. and uh, make them nice and long and loud. Yep, let them know that you're leaving the building. That's right. The, the The great thing about Ames is there's an apartment complex right on the other side of the road as you're driving out of the arena or the little parking lot for the arena. And, oh, when you give those two toots nice and long and loud <laughs> and you're driving by the apartment complex, you're like, yes. Yes. Yeah, eat that, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you, people living in this yep. house, but uh, yep. there you kind go. Of my, kind of reminds me of that rink in Chicago where uh, <laughs> we, we may have pulled out on our bus one time or two. Oh, and, gee, uh, don't bring that up. Yeah, and there's those houses. You're going to get me in so much trouble. Uh, I have, that's, what I live, that's what I live for. You know, I have to work when we put on the ACHA Nationals, and I have to work with some of those guys from Robert Morris. And they, they remember it from a totally different perspective. Yeah, you know, they may, not, they may not have thought we were so kind up there, but we get pretty good pretty good life out of it now. I mean, oh, I am yeah. not, I am 99% sure. 
that the guy we told to take the trophy and stuff it is now the guy who I literally have to wear a hand in glove with with <laughs> Nationals, Russ Slagle. Oh, my God. And I'm pretty sure he's the one who handed me the trophy, and I took that trophy and put it in the trash can. Or no, yeah. in the ice chest, in the ice yeah, chest. You put it, yeah, you hit it in the ice chest, yeah. yeah I was like, here. Because we didn't, we didn't want yeah, it. We didn't want to go as far as throwing it away in the trash can. So, yeah, so... <laughs> You come up with the idea, hide it in the dice chest. Oh, I am so, um, so much trouble. Anyways, hey, uh, Ames is a great place <laughs> to win, and uh, good for uh, good for UCO, good for the Broncos. Um, yeah, I, the only thing, uh, the only hiccup on the weekend, I would say, that Coach Rivera may want to get back is he went zero for seven on the power play Saturday night. Yeah, so it was a it was a three two game, and you know you cash in on one or two of those power plays, and you kind of stretch that lead out a little bit. So. Telling you what, UCO is getting, you know, um, UCO I've always thought was a very dangerous team. And um, UC, I've said this to some others, UCO has a lot of talent and they're used to being able to flick the switch, turn it on and off. Yeah. And yeah. if they would just figure out that they have to work all the time, 60 minutes, they just can't flip that switch. Um, I think they can be deadly because they can skate. They can score. They they can defend. They've got an excellent goaltender in Alex Henry in net, and now they're developing a a, a decent little backup. I see that uh, number one, the fighting goalie Neil Velm, yeah, uh, got the got the win on Saturday night. So they're get they're able to get Henry some rest, and they're able to still win games. I mean, I think that's a recipe um, that bodes very very well for UCO when it comes yeah. to nationals, and I think it's a recipe that does not bode well for UCO's upcoming opponents, whether it's through the remainder of the regular season or, or nationals because yep. yeah, they've got it. They've got it going on. I think. Yep. It seems like they've, uh, it seems like they've heated up at the right time here. So they sure have. We'll see if they can carry it on for another month and a half. Yep. Yep. I was, uh, I was very, very pleased to see that, um, to see that they stuck it to, uh, uh, that they stuck it to the Cyclones. So, not that I have anything against Iowa State. It's just yeah, because yeah, because their coach is a good guy up there and all that. But. He, is, he is a good guy, and they've you know got to give them credit. Iowa State, um, they've got a legacy program up there. They've won the national championship once, I believe, and then yep. had it taken away because they were caught cheating. Um, but they've played for the championship like four or five times. Um, so they, they, they can win. They've got a good program going on up there. Yeah. They were, they were in the finals, semifinals, finals. They were in the last finals year. last year. Yeah. Finals last year. So yeah, they, uh, you know, they, uh, I think their offense has slipped just a little bit. They, uh, I think they're, I think their goaltenders as good as anybody out there. Uh, if they could just, uh, find a little bit of scoring, they could, they could be dangerous. Yeah, well, this is not the uh, CSCHL podcast, so sorry, that Iowa right. State. Sucks to be you. You lost twice to uh, <laughs> our UCO Broncos, and we're yep. we're uh, we're so happy for that. So thank you. And you know, like you said, uh, Coach Fairman is a good guy. I, I get he a is. kick out of him. Um, it's kind of surprising. We'll end it, even though this isn't the CSCHL podcast. We'll end this with um, I'm really surprised that the team that played or that a team that played for the national championship is, last year might not even make the nationals field this yeah. year. That's, that's weird, isn't it? Oh, that's just stunning to me. It's one thing when you're, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, but when you finish 
you know, when you're one of the top 10 teams and you uh, finish in the national championship game, I kind of think you're, you're, you're expected to be number 20 or, or better. And wow, they're just, they've had a hard time this season. Yeah. It's been a tough season for those guys. Yeah. And UCO just made it harder, which is what you're supposed to do. So uh, yep. put your foot on the throat and uh, don't let up. You don't let your opponent up. So that's right. Coach Rivera in the, in the gang, they did a great job, got away with two W's and uh, home in time to watch the Super Bowl. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, coming, let's, let's come down a little further. Um, in Springfield, America, over at the Jordan Valley Ice Park, McKendry University, the current leaders of the other conference that I oversee, the MCH. McKendry came down I-44 to play Missouri State at the Jordan Valley Ice Park. You know, Missouri State was kind of struggling. They, um, I think they've lost, what, seven in a row, something like that? They were. Going yep. back to Thanksgiving. And uh, boy, they they what, what's the cure for all things that that uh, for all ills in in hockey? He's got to score goals and win games, and it fixes winning. everything. There you go, winning fi- winning cures all, and that's what happened. Missouri State comes out and just kicks a little McKendry butt, six to they two did. on Friday night, and four to two the next night. So I gotta I gotta apologize to those guys. I uh, last week I thought they were gonna go zero for two. Ooh. This weekend, so uh, I got to apologize to them. They didn't, uh, wasn't looking real good going into the weekend. Like we said, they lost their first seven of the semester here, but hey, these guys got it figured out this weekend and yeah, got two wins. So I send my apologies for not having your back there, but <laughs> nice, nice wins. Nice wins. Very nice. Very nice. Good night. I know that Coach Law feels, uh, uh, feels a little bit of uh, um, uh, pressure is off. Uh, no, I shouldn't say pressure's off. feels a little bit of relief. Let's just say that. He feels a little bit of relief to finally win a game. It's been a long time coming. So, uh, and, and to do it against a good team, at the time of the rankings, Missouri State was 35. McKendry was 25. Yeah, so they're... Yeah. That was, that's a good couple wins for these guys. And uh, the, the thing that stood out to me, Andrew, um, other than the fact that uh, Mo State ended up winning the game... I looked at the attendance. Holy crap! There was a thousand plus people on Friday Another. night, and then over twelve hundred on Saturday night, packing into the tiny little Jordan Valley Ice Park. How about they have on the on the score sheet a thousand seventy three Friday, and twelve fifty seven on Saturday? Cha ching, cha ching. That's right. Holy that is the smell! Of, that is the smell of money right there. I got told by a uh, uh, by a one of the guys that founded the Missouri State program that they play two games every night, one on the ice and one in the stands, one at the box office. Yeah, and uh, they're guaranteed to win at least one of those uh, games every night. Yeah, that's, that's they good sure stuff. did. Yeah, they went four and zero on the weekend up there that's, at, uh, at, yeah, at in Springfield. So good for them. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, hey, the only downside that I saw. Um, I saw, I just was looking at some, uh, penalties. It looked like there was a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, uh, discipline issue. The two kids took uh, yeah. some 10 minute misconducts, but, um, uh, including one of their star players, uh, Mr. Salnikov. Yeah. But, um, got a, yeah. Otherwise it got a little, got a little spirited. Yeah. But, but Hey, that's, that's what we're here for. Right. <laughs> things, things can get a little spirited every now and then. It's a passionate game we play. That's right. Yeah, we yes. don't, we don't play. We don't know anything about hockey. Yeah, we're not so, hockey guys. We yeah. have no clue. So, all right, all right. Well, hey, so uh, so far so good. Um, WCHL is four and zero out of four games. Uh, UCO sweeping Iowa State, uh, Missouri State sweeping McKendry. 
So let's uh, kind of keep it rolling here. Oklahoma went up to St. Louis to go play the Fighting Zombos of Lindenwood University. Can, yeah, are we gonna are we gonna go five and zero? Yeah, I think they're gonna go five and zero. Go ahead, get your <laughs> pom poms out there, Andrew. Yeah, it's yeah, your team. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. You were the one who uh, on Friday night. Uh, Oklahoma beats Lindenwood. Lindenwood is number three. Oklahoma was number 13. Oklahoma beats them three to one at their place. Saturday afternoon, Oklahoma uh, returned the favor and lost to Lindenwood three to one. So Oklahoma uh, on the road, you it's always great to, to win on the road. Um, but really your goal is to split, right? You want to win yeah. all your games at home and split on the road. You do that, you win 75% of your games and you're good. Yeah, no, that's, it was kind of kind of a kind of exciting game if you watched it the uh, on Friday night. Kind of a little chess match. Yeah. Through the first two, and then uh, then late there, what was there like a minute left in the third? And when uh, Isaac Bossy, just I thought it was just kind of an unassuming shot from the from the point there. I didn't think it was going to go in. Next thing I know, their guys are jumping up and down celebrating, and yeah. Yep. Got it late, and then they then they added a little uh, security blanket on top there. About thirty seconds later, with an empty net goal. Kind of wild. Both teams go zero four on the power play, which is um, good for good for Oklahoma in one respect because Lindenwood's power play is lethal. Yeah, you're lucky they didn't get three goals off of that right there. Yep, and um, and that just uh, you know the story. I saw a story. It was. Um, on the ACHA website, and they they filched it from uh, I say they because I know who it was. It was me. Um, <laughs> they filched it from the Lindenwood Student Newspaper, and it basically was praising uh, Oklahoma goaltender Phil Babb for just being a stud in net with fifty four out of fifty five saves to yeah, he, uh, get the win. They just said he was awesome. Yeah, he 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 pretty much uh, stood tall back there all night for the boys. Fifty fifty four saves on fifty five shots. So wow, that that's a lot of action. That's a lot of action, is right. That's a that's a healthy win per or save percentage right there. So yeah, yeah that one, is one to one. Oklahoma strikes first uh, in the first period. Lindawood uh, ties it up in the first, and then it goes all the way, as Andrew said, until about a minute three left in the game, and a little soft kind of uh, shot from the uh, left point finds yeah. its way into the net, courtesy of number seventy one Isaac Bosse, and sock it away with uh, well, as, as Andrew said, a security blanket, an empty netter. It'd be so much better if we called empty net goals security blanket goals. Yes, this, the the security blanket. The yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that yeah, fun little game to watch though. That was that was exciting. Two two good hockey teams going at it right there. I, I catch a lot of heck from uh, from our men's division one commissioner and from some other folks for not reporting empty net goals. You know, and when I report games, I just this was a three to one game, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way the final scoreboard read. And whether the third goal was an empty net goal or an even strength goal or shorthanded power play goal, I, who cares, right? Yeah, they, I, they don't report they it like that. But the ACHA sometimes likes to report three to one, and then they put empty net goal at the end, and to make it seem like it was a two to one. Well, who cares? It was a three to yeah. one game. It wasn't a two to one game. It was a three to one game, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't two to one with an asterisk. So, uh, anyways, just. Uh, that, that's if well, when you see that on online that's why some games or at least some games uh, from around the country reported with empty net goals but our wchl games are not we're just we just report the final score we don't care how, how they're scored well, what's the old saying they don't ask how? they don't ask how they just ask how many there you right? go that's the truth that's, 
still it's a good adage to go by right there yep next day phil babb uh, uh still saw an awful lot of rubber but um yeah 49 saves on 52 shots but uh they scored three goals on uh on babb and that was uh that was it come on oklahoma got what they wanted you know that that's why the uco thing is such a big thing because you you want to split on the road and here uco sweeps iowa state on the road yeah oklahoma got what they wanted on friday night and kind of makes sense yeah i think going into lindenwood because everybody out there they've they've all played lindenwood they've all gone to lindenwood it's a tough place to play right so you're hoping for a split and if you get a sweep that's just an extra cherry on top Yep, and on Saturday, uh, Lindenwood went one for two on the power play. That power play is lethal. Oklahoma went 0-4, so Oklahoma went 0 for the weekend on power play. So I guess that's something yeah. to work on here. And I, and I think you got to, I think you got to tip your hat to to Phil Bab. I did a little number on it. Uh oh, ninety six point three save percentage versus Lindenwood on Friday and Saturday night. Wow. So yeah, he's he stood tall back there for the boys and definitely gave him a chance for the sweep. Just came up a little short, right? We can count on Andrew to uh, come up with the get, shake his pom poms a little bit here. That's right. That's yeah. right. Got to. I got to do something for my boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, the next day. Um, oh, you tried to make a, a three game weekend out of it. They played Lindenwood Friday, <laughs> yep. Saturday, and um, then they were going to play uh, Maryville University on Sunday. It was supposed to be a Sunday afternoon affair, but for some odd reason, it got. Moved up to ten thirty with, uh, I guess the only people they told were the referees and the other in the teams because yeah, not, yeah, not many so. people knew. But uh, so Oklahoma played Maryville. Maryville is another team from uh, the other conference that I oversee, the MCH. They're a new first year uh, uh, Division One team this year, and that game, unfortunately, um, they started the game. Uh, it was three to one Oklahoma with nine thirty nine left in the uh, second period when it was uh, suspended by agreement of both the coaches. Um, a Maryville player uh, got hurt. He was on the receiving end of an Isaac Bosse hit, and I think I don't know that the hit uh, caused a lot of damage. It was a big hit. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it was a but, big hit. Yeah, but I think what also what 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 just magnified it was when the when the young man. It's number 26 from Maryville, Josh Jones, when the young man, when his head hit the uh, ice. Yeah, I think that's what got him more than anything, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he was out. I, I'm told he, I obviously, I did not see the game. I was on an airplane at the time. Um, he was out cold for four minutes and had to, they called uh, an ambulance to come get him. And uh, he was stretchered off the ice. And it was while they were uh, providing that emergency medical attention to him that both coaches conferred and agreed to suspend the remainder of the game. So... Oklahoma at Maryville was a three to one game. Uh, however, it's officially ruled a no contest uh, because under our uh, hockey rules, the ACHA follows NCAA rules, and under the NCAA rule, I think it's eighty two or eighty three point five, eighty two point five, eighty three point five, something like that. It says if a game is uh, suspended um, before uh, completion of two periods of play. Then it's considered a no contest. So yeah. kind of yeah. like kind of like in baseball, you know, when you get to the fifth inning, when you complete five innings, it can be a complete game. If you get to yeah. the second intermission, it can be a complete game. Had we gone another nine minutes and thirty nine seconds, uh, could have been they they would have counted the result of the game, but uh, it didn't. It only went uh, twenty uh, thirty one minutes. And yeah, so, and that's uh, probably yeah, and that's probably better they called it because when you see a teammate like that laying out there, you don't want to. You obviously don't want to finish out 
after they've been stretchered off and and knowing the severity of the injury, you don't want to you don't want to be there. And and even same thing for the Oklahoma guys, right? They don't want to after seeing that and and being a part of something like that. You're not your heart's not in it to to finish it out. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, it had already gotten to be a um, uh, a raucous affair by that time in late in the se- or the middle of the second period. Um, about two minutes earlier, at least two minutes on the game clock, probably about 15 minutes earlier. In reality, um, uh, one or two kids from Maryville got thrown out and uh, two kids from uh, Oklahoma got thrown out, including the goaltender, Phil Babb. Um, so uh, it, the things were getting very, very heated. And it yeah, was so- probably probably good uh, good a good call to suspend the game because someone was going to get hurt and hurt yeah. in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, we already stretched well, one kid off. We yeah, didn't need stretch her more off. I was right? going to say, yeah, more so than more more so than the than Josh Jones already. And in yeah. where I can report, or I think I can report. I guess I should report. It's I don't think I'm disclosing any anything medical wise, other than the fact that he's okay. He was held in the hospital overnight uh, for observations. And at last, my last word that I got from uh, Coach John Hogan up there at Maryville was that the young man was expecting to be. Uh, sent home today so uh, that he's okay and they just held him for observation so I don't think I'm disclosing anything privately or you know I don't know you're married to the nurse you tell me did (laughs) I just did I just violate HIPAA for some reason yeah no I think you're good I think you're good they uh yeah he's I was just concerned uh, for his well-being yeah I think that is too that was my first question is when I is how's the kid doing right so yeah at the end of of the day it's not a it's not a doesn't come down in a situation of us versus them. It, it's uh, is the kid okay? That's right. And so, yeah, as long as as long as he's healthy and and gonna make a full recovery, that's all we're concerned about. Yep, yep. All right. So uh, Oklahoma goes one and one on the weekend. So there goes the undefeated WCHO weekend. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, those Oklahoma. Bums. Yeah, those bums. Yeah, <laughs> way to way to go, Andrew. You're Oklahoma yeah. Sooners. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. What, what what are you gonna do? So. Uh, hey, no, that's a that's a huge win for Oklahoma. So that's that's good oh, for them. No doubt, in, a, yeah. in a great showing to only, uh, you know, there are other teams that have beaten Lindawood and then got smoked the next day. So uh, yeah, for them yeah. not to get smoked the next day was great. Yeah, I think they I think they played them tough. So I think that was a a win for the weekend. There you the go. Boys. Well, those were the non conference games um, uh, through the week that was, um, and then we had the two Arizona teams up in uh, Colorado playing the two Colorado teams. That's where I was for uh, a little bit of the weekend. Uh, Andrew, let's start in the fort at Fort Collins, Arizona goes up to, uh, CSU to play, uh, the Rams on Thursday night at Epic. Mm-mm. Yep. A four to one win for, uh, for, for, for a four to one win for, uh, for CSU. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, t- I take it back four to one win for Arizona. Boy, I'm going to get killed on that one. Oh yeah, you are. Holy moly. Yeah. The, uh, holy smokes. Yeah. It was, um. Two to nothing, pretty quick out of the uh, out of the gate in the first period, and then um, uh, Arizona got another uh, power play, not a power play goal. It was kind of a, I don't know, they they got a, a third goal to make it three to nothing in the second period. It was just a very hard working goal, we should say. Um, it was a rebound, a, a, a nice rebound that the CSU goaltender just let right out there in front, and the Arizona kid, I think it was tw- twenty one. Lowell, I think. Yeah, let me look. Lowell, yeah, yeah, Jerry yeah, Lowell. Yep, he was just Johnny on the spot, and he got the rebound and put it right in the five hole. And next thing you know, it's three to one. I mean, three to nothing. 
Um, CSU scored in the third period about, well, about middle of the frame there. Yeah, halfway through to kind of get a little tight. Um, and then uh, they socked it away. Uh, Arizona socked it away with a long distance empty net goal from uh, Bailey Marshall. He shot that thing from almost the other goal line. Yeah. Uh, before it finally went in. And that was like his. The CSU pulled the goaltender with like two minutes to go in the game. And uh, so Arizona took a couple of long shots, and they finally got one in with about I don't know ten seconds to go in the game. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of surprised to see uh, this game go so close, three to one, down to the down to the wire. I was it's kind of wild. Uh, I yeah. was I was at this game, and uh, Arizona just came out gangbusters. And you're thinking three to nothing, man. Here we go. It's yeah, you know, here we go. The, the route is on, and it seems like they just took their foot off the gas. And CSU, to their credit. They play hard. They grind for they 60 do. minutes. They do. They work hard. They work hard. You they can't uh, score worth a flip, but, uh, you know, they, they just work and they work and they work and they make you work. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, it, it was a typical Colorado state game. They just work you to death. Yep. Um, the goaltender is expected to make all the saves, uh, Joe Morgan, and he made a lot of them. He, he made a lot of them. Yep. yep he made a lot of them, but, um, you know, it, for the first two periods, it was all Arizona, and then the third period, it was all CSU, and um, they just could not. Uh, uh, CSU just couldn't put the puck in the net. They, if those guys, if they could just find a couple of offensive pieces, they would be. They're a good hockey team now. They would, if they could find a few offensive pieces, they'd be a great little hockey team. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thursday night, uh, so that was uh, Arizona at CSU up at uh, Fort Collins at Epic. And that same night, Arizona State was down in um, uh, Colorado uh, playing uh, uh, CU in Boulder at the Boulder at the CU Rec Center. And um, that thing just was kind of, it's kind of interesting uh, because uh, CU got up early on them. It's the it's kind of the story of CU season. They've, they've it is, scored, right? Yeah, they score the first goal or two, but they just can't sustain it. Yep. And um, you know they they had a one to nothing lead, then a two to one lead in the in the second period. Uh, but boy, ASU just kept pounding away, pounding away. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, kind of very reminiscent of last weekend, right? They they got up one nothing on. Friday night versus OU, and then got up two nothing on Saturday. Same thing here. Yep, they get up one nothing, and then two to one, and they made Arizona State work for it. Arizona State scores twice on the power play, and um, you know after being down two to one about five minutes into the uh, second period, they scored the next five goals uh, yep. or next four goals. I'm sorry. So uh, that game turns out to be a five to two ASU win over Colorado with the rec center, and uh, yeah, I mean it was just. You're like, wow, you know, Colorado is just snake bed, it seems. Yeah, they could. It's crazy, right? Because they can get off to a hot start. They just got to finish a couple of these here. Not playing six. They got can't play 60 minutes. So uh, it's kind of kind of crazy. Um, both teams on Friday and Saturday traded uh, dance partners. Arizona State came up to the fort to take on CSU for two. And U of A went down to uh, Boulder to take on CU for two. On Friday night up at the fort, Arizona State took care of uh, 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 CSU pretty easily. It was uh, uh, 4-2 to was the final score of the game there. I say pretty easily. It got kind of close there towards the end. It was a 3-2 to game in the third period, and um, uh, uh, ASU finally got themselves an empty netter, but they had jumped out to a 2 to nothing lead pretty quick in the first, and uh, 
you know, CU, uh, CSU just worked and worked and worked, uh, and got a goal chipped away, got a goal in the second, got a goal in the third. But, um, once again, Joe Morgan, you know, uh, saw 38 shots and couldn't stop yep. them all. Yeah. Can't stop them all. You got to get some help at some point, right? Yeah. 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 But, and but, Arizona state made him hurt too on the power play. So a couple yeah. of power play goals. And here again, you said it, the, uh, Colorado state kept it close right to the end. Yep. So made them made them work for it, made them earn it. Down in uh, Boulder on Friday night, uh, the game that I was at, uh, Arizona uh, beats um, uh, Colorado four to two. And boy, uh, when you think about it, when you hear it, you're like, well, you know, typical Colorado. But this was a game, and it was a it was a squeaker of a game because it was two to two um, going into the third period, and it was really really close. Um, Colorado played very very well. I thought, um, and, uh, Arizona was just, uh, you know, they, they, they had a lot of chances, but they just could not, um, they, they couldn't seem to put CU away. They just couldn't bury it. Grant Payne played well. Yep. And then in the third period, Colorado took some penalties and that's where Arizona, you know, with that odd man advantage, um, Arizona took full advantage and it turns a two to two game into a four to two game. And that's where it ended right then and there. It was over. Anthony, uh, Cusinelli got himself an absolute laser shot of a, uh, goal to make it, uh, four to two. And, and that came that, that goal, that last goal of the game came like, I don't know, must've been, it seemed like it was like 20 seconds after the, the goal that finally broke the, that broke the broke even. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, a it was a five on three. If I if I remember it right, it was a five on three uh, situation when um, uh, Arizona scored to go up three to two. When they scored with like five seconds left on that on that first penalty, so uh, you know that went off the boards and they still had the man advantage to uh, take it. And Cusinelli comes down and just rips an absolute laser. Everything else was kind of a cheat, not cheat, but it was a greasy garbage type of goal. You know, yeah, and it was in close. Pumps in a nice one. Yeah, he came down and just ripped one that just popped the bottle on the top, and what a what a nice little shot. So uh, yeah, Arizona um, uh, wins on on Friday at Boulder, four to two, in a game that was a hell of a lot closer than the uh, score indicated. Yeah, you know, I uh, this was kind of the surprise for me on the weekend. I was I was not expecting. I was expecting Colorado State games to be close, but I was expecting a little bit uh, bigger scores, and so far. Colorado's held in tight there with them. So yeah, well, Colorado gave up the ghost on Saturday. Um, <laughs> yeah, Arizona uh, was Arizona just made him pay. It was a seven to one win for University of Arizona. It was four to nothing um, at the end of two. Um, uh, Adam Trunko for uh, CU gets a goal early in the third period, and then after that, uh, Arizona got another couple of goals, got another three goals, and they just uh, they worked on that yeah, they, um, goal differential hard on Saturday. Yeah, they they buried him in the second period and pretty much sealed the deal. Yep, seven to one. So Arizona goes three and zero on the weekend up in uh, Colorado. Uh, meanwhile, on the Saturday night game at the Fort. Arizona State um, takes down Colorado State, and that was kind of a similar game, except for the goal differential wasn't as much. It was uh, four to nothing late in the third, and then um, number two for CSU. His last name is Hoffman. Um, I don't know his first name. I should. That kid has an absolute cannon of a yes. shot. 
he has a just a boomer, a bazooka. The problem is he doesn't shoot. I mean, if he would just fire that bad boy, holy, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I didn't put a gun on it or anything to see how fast it was, but Andrew, that's minor, that's either minor pro or, you know, there are some people in the ACHA that have, you know, NHL level slap shots, NHL speed slap shots. Yep. You know, they, they don't have, they can't skate or they're not smart or (laughs) they got other problems. Yeah. They're missing something along the way. Yeah. They're missing an ingredient, but, uh, this kid. Um, he's a freshman uh, and maybe that's his other problem. Um, <laughs> but if he would just, he has an absolute, just a boomer of a slapper. He's putting dents in the boards behind the net there. <laughs> nice. I mean, holy crap almighty. He could shoot and he shot on, uh, he broke the, uh, you know, Bronson Moore was, was, uh, running with a, uh, a shutout and yeah. all, all CSU wanted to do by that point in time, they didn't care about winning. They knew they were going to lose the game, but, uh, they wanted to break the uh, goose egg and they did yeah, wanna, get, a, get yeah. out of there. So it was, uh, it was once again up there at, uh, for Arizona state, it was the 19, 11 and six show. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to bring it up cause it, it probably, uh, you know, people will probably think less of me, but I think I predicted the Arizona's to go undefeated this weekend. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you but, did. Uh, I know those Arizona State guys like it when I predict games. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it was also um, someone who's who's on Arizona State who doesn't get an awful lot of credit, but um, he had two goals on on Saturday night, and um, um, uh, Tim Hoffenkamp. He's yeah. number 20 for ASU. Tall, lanky, works hard, and always seems to have a knack for uh, finding the net. He doesn't uh he he, he doesn't doesn't have all, you know, the speed or flashy speed, I should say, but man, the kid works hard, especially on the penalty kill, and he just finds himself in uh, uh some opportune places and he he capitalized twice, got some uh, uh nice goals there. Uh Yeah. So, so. Nice. Not like those guys that work hard, not flashy. Just get out and and play the game the right way. Yeah, yeah, very, very nice, very nice. All right, well, hey, boy, we've rambled on long enough, Andrew. Let's hear a uh, let's have a little break, then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, standings, your stars of the week, some rankings, and then we'll uh, talk about some other stuff. Sound good? I'm in. Couple of dangles, celebrate the biscuit a little. Couple of toeies. Don't you want to hit the net, Ferda? Don't be an idiot, Schmel. It doesn't count unless you go Bardowski. There you go. It doesn't count unless you go <laughs> Bardowski, huh? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Three or four my, loop, huh? My yeah, my my wife tells me that those two guys on that show are the absolute best depiction of hockey players ever. <laughs> Jonesy and Riley from Letterkenny. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I disagree with her, but yeah, that's what she says. <laughs> All right, hey, in the WCHL, counting the uh, three wins for Arizona and Arizona State up in uh, Colorado over the weekend, Arizona is now leading the conference in first place with an uh, .812 uh, points percentage. Oklahoma's in second place with a 68.8 percentage. Arizona State is right on their heels with 68.6. Central Oklahoma is in fourth place with 57.4. Missouri State's in fifth place with 30.9. CSU is in sixth place with 24.4 24.4 and then uh colorado's in dead last with 11 percent 
Yeah, 11%. The uh, Over this past weekend, Central Oklahoma and Arizona State were officially, officially eliminated from the uh, from the race to catch uh, for, the, for the WCHL championship. So it is now officially a two-horse race uh, between Arizona and Oklahoma. And um, it's my understanding that any combination of two points, won by Arizona or lost by Oklahoma in the next uh, couple of games, will mean that um, Oklahoma cannot catch Arizona in terms of points percentage. And it will, so it will secure a second straight Arizona WCHL regular season championship. And it's my understanding OU has four games left and Arizona has two games left. Is that That's correct? correct? Everybody has two games left except for Oklahoma. Oklahoma plays, um, boy, nice little segue here. Uh, Oklahoma yeah. plays this week at Missouri State. So those will be Missouri State's last two game, last two conference games of the year. And then uh, Oklahoma will have uh, those two games with Missouri State, and then they'll play uh, their uh, finishing up series with uh, their rival, Central Oklahoma. The two Arizonas have two goals, have two games against one another, and then the two Colorados have two games with one another. So, yeah, yeah there we go. There we go. All right, Andrew, you know what time it is. You know, it's time for us to – Thank God, I got. I've got to hit these buttons just right. <laughs> uh, it's almost that time for Andrew's three stars of the week. So, Andrew, right. sock it to us. Your number three star. Number three star on the week is Henrik Lohman from Missouri State. Yeah. He had a nice little th- weekend for himself here. Really? He did. He did. Wow. Okay. So, three goals. And I, and I think he is a newcomer to our three stars of the week list. <laughs> so it's not the same old sixes and sevens, right? It's a new guy. Yeah. Henrik Lohman. Yeah. If he had, we were smart, we'd have kept track of this. So at the end of the season, we could have our three stars of the of the season based on how we did it throughout the, throughout the year. Wow, that would take brains. And that would take yeah. also, that would take planning and forethought. And that's, yeah, no. We've been told we're not hockey people. However, those are tendencies, absolute 100% tendencies of hockey people to not plan in advance and to not that's think right. ahead. So, so that's, why, that's why we're not hockey guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number three is Henrik Lohman with, you said he had three goals? Three goals. All right. Number two. Number two, Vitaly Mikhailov from University of Central Oklahoma. He had a goal and three assists on the weekend. Wow. Good for him up there. In, yeah. uh, he was probably right at home in Ames, Iowa, because Ames is kind of Russia-like up there. Dreary, yeah, it's, full of cement yeah, it's, and snow. It, yeah, it's gross. The it's Ameri- good to see him get back on the board. He was, he's kind of been, he's been pumping in onesies and twosies here and there. But yeah, it's good to see him have a good multi-point weekend because those right. guys are going to need him moving forward in the season here. Oh yeah, they will. Oh yeah, they will. Henrik Lohman, number three. Vitaly Mikhailov, number two. And Andrew's number one star of the week is the number one star of the week. And don't kill me if I mis- mispronounce this name, but Greg Malafronte from the University of Arizona. Yeah, new, a newcomer. He had three goals and four assists. Wow. So he uh, he is making a splash for himself. Mal, it was point. It was point weekend for Malafronte up there in Colorado, apparently, huh? Three goals, four assists. How about that? Number twenty-four for U of A. He's a newcomer, just joined the club um, this past uh, at the semester break. A transfer from SUNY Plattsburgh, I think it is. And so uh, I know the coach, uh, Coach Barman, was very excited to get number twenty-four. And 
We can see why now, right? Yeah. I think he played juniors with um, a teammate of uh, Anthony Cusinelli. And so that's how he ended up in um, uh, ended up out there at U of A because he and Malafronte and Coos knew one another. So, yeah, kind of interesting. So good for Malafronte. So Loman, Mikhailov, and Malafronte. Man, is that sounds like either a terrible <laughs> law firm or three <laughs> hockey boys right there. Loman, Mikhailov, Malafronte. That sounds like a that sounds like a law firm that I would take and fight another law firm that I know, <laughs> and and probably and probably win with names like those. <laughs> oh yeah, well you'd win because they'd beat they'd beat me up is what you're trying to say. Yeah, I always have uh, someone when, when I first when I first passed the bar and uh, uh, someone gave me a gift. It was a gag gift, it, and it was uh, the Three Stooges. On, on a tie, and it's they represented the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I've always kind of saved that at my office, so that's, I hide, I hide that from my clients, though. So. Yeah, yeah, don't let them see it, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, um, rankings this past week um, Arizona was number 10, Oklahoma was number 13, UCO was 15, Arizona State was 19, Missouri State was 35, CSU was 41, CU was 56. But you, if you smart podcast listeners, you knew this already because you listened to us, you got the preview, you heard it on a Monday night or a Tuesday because, and so when the rankings came out on Wednesday, you knew it already, you weren't surprised. So pay attention because here we go. The, uh, the rankings, uh, courtesy of our, uh, our unofficial ranker expertise, extraordinaire, whatever you want to call him, the wizard, all hat, no cape, live from Dayton, Ohio. He says that Arizona this week is going to move up from number 10 to number 5. Ooh. Oklahoma will move up from number 13 to number 12. UCL will move from 15 to 13. Arizona State will move from 19 to 18. Missouri, oh, wow. Missouri State will go from 35 to 31. CSU will go from 41 to 39. And CU will go from 56 to 49. My boys there at Arizona State, they gotta they gotta keep their foot on the gas here. You know, um, we need them to climb a couple more spots. Yeah, it's a li- it's 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 a little difficult um, because there are bunches, there are teams that are stuck in bunches, and that's why there's able to have such like Arizona is in a bunch of teams. They've kind of separated themselves now by with these three wins, but they're in the, they're bunched up with Michigan Dearborn. In yeah. fact, they're tied with Michigan Dearborn right now, but they were also around in the same bunch with Stony Brook, Indiana Tech, and Ohio. And some of those teams lost. Some in with Arizona um, winning and Arizona's opponents winning, um, that allowed Arizona to jump to the head of that little cluster of teams. Yeah. Same th- same thing with Oklahoma. Last week they were um, Oklahoma, Jamestown, and Central Oklahoma. We're, we're all in a little cluster along with Drexel and Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh has now separated themselves from that pack by falling out. And uh, UCO and OU are still kind of stuck there. They're tied. They're in, a, they're in that little cluster together. So that's why there's not a whole lot of movement. And the uh, same thing with Arizona State. They're in a little cluster right now with, uh, with Calvin and with Illinois. Yeah. And, and UNLV. Just, just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. That's all we got to do here. Yeah. So uh, that that's nice though, because what that does, Andrew, is it breaks up the. Uh, you know, we were very very worried for the uh, sixteen seventeen 
matchup at nationals because last week that would have put uh, OU Oklahoma. Uh, no, two weeks ago it would have put Oklahoma and UCO together. Yeah. Now with this upcoming ranking, it still puts another conference together because five will play twelve, which means Oklahoma wouldn't play Arizona in game number one at, at nationals. Yeah, and which, still we gotta yeah. we gotta move that because no, for lack of a better term, there's no sense in friendly fire in the first first couple of rounds here, nope. right? Let's, nope. nope, that's right. Let's, let's let's make it a little ways into this thing before we have to start taking each other out. There you go. I like the way you think, there, hot dog. I like the way you think. So. Um, yeah, so anyways, uh, so Arizona will be 5, Oklahoma will be 12, UCLA will be 13, Arizona State 18. Those will, will be the four teams in the mix for nationals. Missouri State 31, CSU 39, CU 49. And, um, well, there you have it. Now, so smart listeners of the podcast, they will already know what the rankings are. They will not be surprised. Wednesday at 11 o'clock Central Time, 12 o'clock Eastern Time when the rankings come out. Because you say, I already knew that. I already knew it. Old news. Old news. Old news. Old news. All right, Andrew. Hey, we got upcoming games. You want to make some predictions? I am in if you're in. Let's do it. Arizona State's going to be at Grand Canyon uh, for two games this weekend. Arizona State at Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon coming off a weekend split with a Division II team, Northern Arizona. So uh, who do you got? I am taking all Arizona State. I would buy Arizona State myself. I think. Yeah. I think I'm going to get hurt for that because my friend in uh, the Wizard, he thinks we're ASU homers, but uh, oh, we nothing wrong you with that. To- you totally. Oh yeah, we me. Okay, me totally. Yeah, yeah, you totally. <laughs> All right. So uh, Colorado State goes on the road. They're going to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to play Eastern Michigan University. Wait, Andrew, where is Eastern Michigan University? It would be 38 minutes outside of Detroit. In a town named? Ann Arbor. Or Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti. I closed my menu bar down there. I (laughs) I knew you were going to put me on the spot, and I was like, ah, Ann Arbor. (laughs) Uh, We were just talking about this before we we hit record. Ypsilanti. Yeah, Ypsilanti. Can you spell it? Uh, yeah, Y-S-P-I-L-A-N-T, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ding, ding, yes, yes. Here, hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> whoops, I don't know. Uh, maybe try again. All right, so uh, CSU is playing at Eastern Michigan. Who do you got? Uh, you know what? I don't know much about Eastern Michigan. I yeah. know what to expect out of Colorado State. Okay. They're going to play a tight game, and I am going to take Colorado State all weekend here. Ooh, WCHL podcast comes through for the WCHL. I like it. Yeah. All right. Here, hold on. i got to flip another tab here. Missouri State. Oh, ooh, ooh. Hey, we're going to hold that one off for last. Um, <laughs> Arizona has, they get to go up to UNLV yeah. to play the Skating Rebels at City National Arena. Arizona at UNLV. Who do you got? Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. My my gut tells me split, but uh to keep all the boys out in the desert happy, I am gonna go Arizona for two. There you go. There you go. My, yeah, my gut tells me split, but I'm going for the sweep. I'm told I'm told that those games will be uh sold out. Really? Ticket tickets are already scarce. So no way. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. There, no well, way. Think about it. A lot of people from U of A want to head on up to Vegas. I'm sure to go see, you know, Celine Dion and Shania Twain or something, in <laughs> yeah. addition to U of A hockey. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should go out and 
buy $59 airfare tickets and, and fly out to Vegas for the weekend games. We would not go to the games. We'd be at the Cheetah Room <laughs> or the Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, something, yeah. yeah, something like that. We, we would, we would be, we would, we would be in some uh, degenerate places. <laughs> we would, we would need a hotel room, that's for sure. Got that right. The, uh, yeah. Oh. All right, uh, Colorado is off this upcoming weekend. So, um, who do you got? Colorado versus nobody. Yeah, I'm taking uh, the boys in the library. There you go. And um, so that leaves us with uh, Missouri State hosting Oklahoma. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. oh and, and hold on. UCO is also off this weekend, so UCO wins the weekend too. Yeah, maybe them in Colorado need to get together and do a little bit of cross-studying. Yeah, a little bit of, um, uh, yeah, a little bit of pool play, a little yeah. bit of yeah, group group work. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, Lord. The Oklahoma at Missouri State. Yes. Mm. Uh, you're putting me on the spot here. I don't know. Uh-huh. They, uh, <laughs> there's going to be a split. Oh, okay. A- Oklahoma splits with Missouri State. Missouri State on Friday night. I'm even going to call the dates. Missouri State wins it Friday night. Oklahoma wins it on Saturday. Wow, look at you. Growing a keep- sack. I like it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my little sheet here just so that we see how I did. You're going to get, you're going to catch so much heck there at the locker room there with Oklahoma. Yeah, those guys are a bunch of ding-dongs. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very nice. Well, those will be the uh, last WCHL games uh, of the season for uh, Missouri State. And, um, yeah, it should be kind of interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out. Now, there yeah. could be. There could be an issue or two. Um, we'll have to. We'll talk about that after the break, though, because we have some uh, some things. Let's let's hear a little bit of um, let's hear a little bit of Chance the Rapper, and then we'll uh, come back and we'll just uh, shoot the bull for the next couple of seconds. Sound good? There you go. I'm in. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Man, that should energize you for the next 20 minutes or so. Oh, huh? oh boy. My yeah. neighbors are probably wondering what I'm dancing to in my <laughs> office here. <laughs> well, um, Andrew, we alluded to it a little bit um, uh, before uh, Maxine Nightingale got going there. Um, Oklahoma is probably going to be playing without a goaltender for maybe a game or more. We'll see. Um, in that Maryville game on Sunday, Oklahoma goaltender Phil Babb took a two-handed swing with his goalie stick at a Maryville player and was assessed a game disqualification penalty. Now, those um, those stats had been wiped out because it's a no contest, but I can tell you that the ACHA is very interested in the game, and I know that some folks are looking at it. Yeah. So uh, it, I don't know the outcome as we sit here on uh, Monday evening um, doing this podcast, but my guess would be that there's going to be at least one game yeah, that uh, yeah. Mr. Babb will not be playing. Yep. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, unfortunate. 
Yep. Which uh, so uh, so that could that could play a factor in your split, it, you know. It could. It could. If uh nothing against any of the other guys on the team, but yeah, he's he's definitely the clear cut number one. Yeah. And if he's not there, it definitely makes you scratch your head. So yeah, we'll see. How how are your goaltending skills? Oh, you know what? I'm I'm pretty solid, I would think. You got some eligibility left? I do have some eligibility left. They uh you know I've been told that my style is more like a charging butterfly <laughs> style, style in net. So, yeah, I could probably get out there. I'd be like the big walrus in that Geico commercial. <laughs> I'd just be taking up the whole friggin' net. <laughs> Go ahead and hit me. Find uh, find a hole. Find a place. Yeah, find, find, yeah, find something. Find, find a way through the 4 by 6 because I take <laughs> it all up. Oh, boy. Hey, I was up in uh, Colorado and uh, got to see some uh, got to see some folks, and uh, which was which was very nice. Uh, I I will tell you that um, uh, Cam the Ram, a former uh, guest host here on the WCHL podcast, she made an appearance, and both the Arizona and Arizona State coaches um, really liked her, and they gave her a hard time and said, in fact, I think they like her more than they like me. Yeah, well, you know. We could slide you out, and we could bring her in, and her and I could run it, and you know, probably never look back. Probably never. It, the podcast would 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 just probably just get tons of sponsors. And flourish, yeah, it yeah. would it would absolutely flourish. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, and then as I'm walking out on uh, Saturday, um, I gotta I gotta um, I gotta plead stupidity forgiveness i didn't ask the gentleman his name but a, an asu gentleman uh, stopped me and he goes commish uh, you know i'm kind of going huh yeah, May, maybe it depends you know um, <laughs> yeah. and he said he's our 12th podcast listener so he enjoys awesome. the podcast and so uh yeah it was very nice very very nice to uh, to meet some folks we always say hey if you see us at the rink you know track us down yeah. and he did and uh so it was very nice to meet him i apologize profusely for him having to suffer with this thing. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I I wouldn't subject I don't listen to it. So why would anybody else? The, um, uh, but yeah, uh that's fun when you, when you get to meet the people cuz yeah, you're out there and you're like, oh, who's listening, who's not listening and getting feedback's always fun." It is. It is. And so we we appreciate that very much. I tell you what, the Arizona State and the Arizona fans came out for this trip. Now, maybe it was just because they all wanted to go to uh Colorado and get high. Um, but, uh, boy, there was a good, I would say two dozen fans, um, uh, Arizona traveling fans that were at the, uh, all three games. And then I wasn't at the, uh, I only saw Arizona state play once, but they must've had, I'm going to guess 50, if not more, uh, folks from the, uh, Colorado and the Northern Colorado, uh, chapters of the ASU alumni club at the, yeah, the game on Saturday night. Yeah. I thought I saw a picture of someone that said ASU alums or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it was impressive and they came, they had banners and they were wearing all sorts of sun devil paraphernalia and they were out in force. And the cool thing was after it's probably the picture you're talking about, um, after the game on Saturday, uh, Coach Green, uh, you know, the guys are happy, 3-0 weekend. They're celebrating. They're in the locker room, and Coach Green pulls them all out of the locker room, and uh, they take a picture with all these uh, sweaty, stinky boys. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that means a lot. means a lot. means a lot. I happen to be at the uh, – the, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I happen to be uh, – 
uh, surrounded by some sorority girls on uh, um, yeah. on on the Saturday night game. And uh, you want to know what kind of game they were playing? They they weren't even paying attention to the game on the ice, other than they wanted CSU to score against ASU. There's not much telling. They were trying to figure out who the two boys were on Arizona State's team that were in the infamous barstool <laughs> barstool <laughs> thing that was reported on Tempe Barstool and Barstool CSU. Ugh. Apparently a young lady um, was having a dilemma because some of the Arizona State uh, boys were in town. And uh, her her not so good friend screenshotted all the uh, <laughs> the conversation, and so some some guys run high blast, and uh, so yeah. So, anyways, the soror- the, the, the sorority girls I was with they were all trying to figure out, and and this had I'll tell you that Andrew, none of this came from me. This was, they were the ones who were telling me what was going on. Yeah, uh, they were trying oh, to figure yeah. out who was who. Which boy was this? Oh, I, that couldn't have ended well for those guys. Hey, they got three wins, so who cares? Yeah, they got three wins. Whatever, whatever it takes. But holy smokes, I just wanted to keep the dumb sorority girls away from away from the hockey boys because they were wanting to go down and ask them. Now, is this you? And I was like, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah, yeah why not? No, liven it up a little bit. I I wanted nothing to do with that. So, <laughs> uh, I you know we, I just had a good chuckle at their expense. Uh, that's 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 quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quality. Um, uh, let's see here. What else? What else went on? Um, you know, we had some good eating, some great weather up there. Holy smokes! Yeah, the weather good up there. The weather was great down here in, in Oklahoma City. Yeah, over so the weekend got a little bojos. Found a found a wonderful place. You know, I had last year. I think I had Kyle Riley or somebody. I had somebody from CSU on. Uh, maybe it was Liam Millar. We had on uh, the podcast earlier this year, and I asked him about the best pizza in Fort Collins, best late night pizza. And you know, I was all about uh, Carl's. I think is what it's called, Crazy Carl's with a K. And he said, well, you got to try this place called Cosmos, Cosmo Pizza. Oh, oh my God, Andrew. Was it good? Oh, it was awesome. Awesome. Pizza by the slice. They can also sell you a 24-inch pizza for like $24. Nice. It was gigantic. Holy smokes almighty. But pizza by the slice, and it's open late. It was just what the doctor ordered after two late-night hockey games up there. It was awesome. That, that is good stuff. Yeah, yeah. New York style pizza, thick, thick, thick slices. I mean, not thick, but uh, wide. You know, you fold them in half. They have a real pizza those, oven. Those are the best. Oh, it's yeah. It's not pizza you put on a conveyor. Yeah, no, those are the best. So, uh, so yeah, it was a very nice, nice little trip. Happy to get up there. Happy to get back. It was good to see Joel Weeks, the uh, Colorado State coach. He's, um, you know, the. the he, both he and Benny Toller from Colorado, they're having uh, tough seasons. Um, but as Joel said when we were talking about it on uh, Saturday, he he knows what kind of a team he has. You know, he he knows what he's got in the in terms of uh, ammunition. So uh, you know, it's uh, he he just needs to find some scoring. He's got a hard working team, and yep. uh, you know, uh, the one of the two coaches on the other teams said. And it's uh, the CSU coach Joel took uh, Joel Weeks took it as a high compliment. They hate he hates playing CSU because they just work all the time. That's that's the truth. Yeah, and it's uh, you know so I guess it's a little feather in the cap where you can just take that and 
Now, if you can find some scoring along with that work ethic, yeah. boy, that'd be really awesome. good. Yeah, you know when you, you know when you're facing off against uh, Cardinal State, you're going to have to show up because if you don't, you're going to get snake bit. And and here's the other thing that I was impressed with, and I, we totally missed it when we we're talking about the Saturday game. Um, they they like to ride Joe Morgan because he's a stud in that. But on Saturday against ASU in the four to one game, uh, they played Cross North, who is their uh, uh, third string goaltender. And he played very, very well in that. Now, granted, he gave up, you know, four goals, but um, it was it, 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 he played very, very well. He was not he did not look like a third string goaltender out there. How about that? Yeah. So uh, he's developing some uh, some young talent, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you got yeah you got to do that too, right? Yep. And then Benny, uh, Coach uh, Taller down there at uh, CU, Benny, he knows what he's uh, what he's got going on. He came in in a tough situation late in the summer. Yeah, he was kind of his back was kind of against the wall on this one. Yeah, and he's learning the ACHA. He 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 found that the ACHA is kind of, uh, or he's finding the ACHA is kind of a hidden gem, and a lot of good quality players there. But he just needs to uh, he 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 just needs to get a handle on his guys and start installing his culture and make that CU program his program because boy, they get a lot of good things going for him. Yeah, they do. They got a great little place to play right there on campus. Yep. Yeah, great location right there in the middle of Colorado. It's yeah, all the cards are in his favor. He was giving me a hard time as I walked in. He goes, "Hey, did you you didn't get distracted walking in there, did you?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, I said, "No, of course not. I just kept my head down and kept walking." He goes, <laughs> "Yeah, he did." He, he said, "Yeah, just like in that in that Geico commercial, you have so much potential." You know, <laughs> yeah. when you see Pinocchio's nose growing. <laughs> he was giving me yeah. a hard time. Yeah, I was like, "Oh yeah. man." Yeah, a certain a certain guy we know, I think, moved his desk into that hallway, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh boy, what a deal! So uh, yeah, it was yeah. good. Good little trip. Good to get up there and see some folks. And um, I want to give a, a a little extra shout to uh, to two guys. They're the two guys that really uh, one's the brains of the outfit, and the other one is the voice. Um, Chase Howell and uh mitch mitch i'm sorry i don't know your last name but they're the guys that put on the cu buff sports live broadcasts <laughs> yeah and they and, do the the comments in the middle yes in andrew now chase here's the thing chase howell he does the commentary right and you sit there and you watch him i met him for the first time down in there when cu played in arizona i think it was last year might have been the year before but um and, and Mitch is a long haired, he's got long black hair. I mean, he looks like a, uh, you know, a guy from Boulder, right? Just like you would expect a young college student, just kind of, you know, before he has to, you know, cut that hair and start dressing responsibly. <laughs> and when he gets a real job, right, he's, he's being a college student, but, um, Chase is just tall and lanky and he's a bundle of energy. Andrew, he's a junior in high school. Come on. He's been calling Colorado games now for three years. Come on. Since he was a freshman in high school, he goes to Boulder High School right down the hill from the CU Rec Center. Come on. And he is a he is a junior in high school. I asked him, I said, Are you out of high school yet? Or are you still are you are you now a student at CU? And he goes, No, no, I'm a junior. I've still got another year to go. Come on. He's great. He's great, oh, and he has a bundle, a bundle of energy. I mean, you sit there and you watch him, and you think the guy's got to go to the bathroom because he's just fidgeting all over the dang place. Uh, and Mitch has his crew 
Um, there was a little, um, you know, he's manning one of the cameras. Uh, he's got mm-hmm. another camera up there that's also getting some, uh, I guess, some side action stuff while he's while Mitch is following the play. The other guys are. Uh, the other cameras like following the benches and you know stuff like that. He's got somebody sitting down at the computer that's actually monitoring stats and you know all the Venmo comments and stuff. They yeah, make maybe. they he you know what they said and I didn't realize this. It didn't dawn on me because when I think of that, I think of just Division One hockey. But they do the broadcast for Colorado Division Two hockey and for Colorado women's hockey. Really, same same kid, huh? Same kid, same crew, same setup. Now they they may, I don't know the if Chase Howell does the play by play all the time. Uh, for the other two, they may just you know let the ambient noise, you know, they just do the broadcast and let the uh, let the game speak for itself. But I'm telling you what, I asked them. I said, "How much money do you guys make on this thing?" And they said, "Well, men's division one, we make a couple of bucks, not much, but on the women, they kill it." Really? They kill it because everyone is so grateful to have a broadcast, right? They're not used huh. to it, so they kill it. Andrew, the game, I was at. I was in Boulder on Friday night, Arizona at Colorado. Right before that game was uh, Minnesota women, ACHA Women's Division One playing Colorado Women's Division One. A great little game. Uh, Colorado won 3-2 to two with a goal like in two in the last two minutes of the game to a beat it was number 11 colorado against number eight minnesota and so it was a huge 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 victory the broadcasters made like 130 dollars through the venmo oh, thing. yeah and these are <laughs> you, come on you've been in college 130 dollars yep. for a college kid that's like that winning the lottery long. yeah it is i mean oh you're not you're not drinking the cheap beer that night no the, hey there, there's no old milwaukee drinking, right you're drinking the good stuff yeah. that's right you're buying bottled beer that night <laughs> yeah no 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 suitcase of cans <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh oh, that's so who would have who hey, thought props to those guys props yeah. to those guys huge props to the to the yeah to the young kid there yeah who can knew you, can you believe it he's a junior in high school i would have i would have never guessed and i've and I've watched several of the Colorado games where he's been on there, and yeah, you'd have I would have never known I'd have been none the wiser if you hadn't said that. They also have I got I got to say this: the sorority girls I was sitting with on Saturday night they were they were commenting, "Oh, the playlist here at CSU was just so good." They were not at the game at and the they were not at the game at Colorado. The game at Colorado, the playlist. I'm I'm an old fuddy duddy. Okay, fifty three <laughs> years old. I'm a hundred percent. 70s 80s rock and roll maybe a little bit of 90s stuff you know a little bit of ghost a little bit of pearl jam um these guys had all sorts of stuff bebopping going on a lot of rap a lot of a lot of stuff i had no clue of but andrew it was a good mix of stuff now every now and then a little f-bomb went out over the speakers you know but you know the kids the 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 fans they got a lot of uh the, the women's team got they probably had i would say 150 fans in the game the 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 men's game that I was at probably had seventy five, and I would say fifty were CU students, and the other twenty five were the Arizona fans, and the CU students were loving the music. They were getting down, mm-hmm. dancing. They were having a great time. Yeah, now, people. They might have all been high, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, people probably don't like the music here at Oklahoma, but you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of like you. A lot of seventies and eighties and nineties stuff on there, but Colorado also had cheerleaders. They had, they had a little dance crew up there of like four Colorado cheerleaders, and so whenever the uh, whenever the beat would get going, they did their little routine, and 
It, it was kind of a wild time. Yeah. Maybe we need to check into something like that around here. I think they've got Colorado, you know, they've won one game all season. But give them credit. Hey. They've got it going on off off the ice for the most part. Okay, no. Yeah. They might still be asking healthy scratches to you know run the run the scoreboard and the point streak and all that jazz. Yeah. But uh, in terms of their broadcast and in terms of their uh, uh, organization, you know whether it's music and you know the cheerleader, they got it going on over there. Yeah, yeah, no, they do, and and I can speak firsthand. I I get all the volunteers organized here at Oklahoma, and sometimes it's tough getting all the little spots filled and making sure everybody shows up and and does what they need to do right so yeah yep. yeah nothing nothing wrong with a little asking some guys to pitch in every now and then right yeah yeah so hey props to props to those guys so hey good little trip and good to see um good to see coach berman and some of our uh previous guests manny Rowe and anthony churro and uh from, from u of a and good to see uh bronson moore and um uh, austin palumbo uh from uh from asu and uh, coach green it's uh, uh, it was really good for Coach Green and Coach Berman to give Cam Laram a hard time because uh, <laughs> they were giving her. Coach Green basically told her, "said Anytime you want to bet against ASU, do it. We love yeah. that. We'll take that challenge on hundred times out of a hundred. I like it. Yeah, I like he, it. He, he, uh, was, he was daring her to do it. So yeah, now I'm now I'm excited. We're forty five days out from seeing all those guys in in Frisco. So that's right. That's right. I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. Ready to get down there and see those guys and watch some hockey games and yeah. I was see just yeah. I was see what they had to say. Right. I just uh, yeah. uh, I was talking to our uh, ACHA men's division one vice president Gordy Scheffler earlier this morning. He'll be coming down to Frisco on Wednesday and he'll have to leave on Sunday. But um, I said, Gordy, when you get down there, let's make sure the boards are uh, welded together properly and that they have <laughs> straps on the glass and everything is ready for some hard-hitting uh, ACHA Division One action this time. Yeah, what was yeah? He was beside himself. What did he have to say to that? Uh, he said he is not doing all of the running around this year that he did last year. <laughs> I said that's, oh, that's all right. We'll have Andrew there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm yeah. looking forward to getting down there. Um, I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you, we have an organizational phone call from the ACHA on uh, Sunday. So if anyone wants to tune in and listen to all their inner workings, uh, just give me a shout and I'll give you the number and you can tune in and laugh. Um, uh, but uh, no, seriously, it's it's going to be exciting. It's hard to believe that it's here. It's here. 45 days. It's here. I mean, two games left in the, in the WCHL conference for the most part for almost all the teams but uh, Oklahoma, right? Uh, so it's, uh, it's hard to believe the end. It seems like we just started the season and now it's know, right? February the 3rd and we're talking about, uh, the end of the season. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it is, it is on us. It's on us. All right. All right. Yeah. Any, uh, any nuggets of wisdom from uh, Andrew Majorkirth? You know what? I think we have, uh, gone through all of my nuggets. I think that's all I got for you. You know, I gotta say, Andrew, I thought of you the other day. I was in Boulder. Oh, I was, boy. I was waiting for the game. And I saw this person get out of the car with a, with an afro and wearing some <laughs> leggings. They made you think of me. Wedge heels <laughs> and a nice little uh, brown sweater dress that went down about mid-calf. And when he turned around and looked at me, um, I said, you know what? Things are just different here in Boulder. And it made me think of you. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, that's a good looking chick. 
Yeah. And uh, then he turned around and looked at me with his little, uh, you know, facial hair, his mustache. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. A little bit different here in Boulder. Yep. Yep. You know me. I'm always up for good people watching experience. <laughs> and it sounds like what you got yourself into. Boy, the best. Hey, the best people watching is at the airport. Isn't that the truth? Oh, there's no doubt. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, there's yeah, there's no doubt on that one. I had three. I had three ladies that looked like they got dressed in the dark. Um, <laughs> and, and they each came. They each sat next to me. We're at the gate waiting for my flight back from Denver to uh, Oklahoma City. They sat next to me. Um, or in that row, same row of seats, not immediately next to me, but, uh, in each of them, Andrew had like a, a duffel bag with them and inside the duffel bag was a cat. Oh, they, come had, on. they had three cats. Oh, yes, God. I know. That's, that's three, two, that's three too many cats. No, wait a second. I, I dig cats. I'm a cat person. Okay. So oh. I, I've got Baxter and Lucy here at the house and they're pretty awesome. Um, but holy smokes, I would never think to put them in a, in a carrier and take them with me. Ugh. And these these ladies look like they, uh, like I said, like they got dressed in the dark. There were stripes and paisleys <laughs> and well, cat ladies. Oh, and and you know the hair hadn't been uh, combed, and it was like you know, it was like this ten forty five flight was a little too early for them. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. That's probably that's probably just their normal look because they're cat ladies. So in oh, in yeah. those cats, they oh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, thank goodness they're not sitting next to me. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple of neighborhood cats around here that uh, like to poop in my front yard, and they're just yeah, making I've, a statement. I've got wow, I'm going to make a statement with them. I got a couple things lined up for those two cats this summer. So <laughs> you just uh, need to just need to find a dog. Dogs like cat turds. Oh, they, yeah, they, they think they're Scooby snacks. Oh yeah, especially my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let the dog go wild, and he'll take care of your problems for you. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's great when that mouth breather's in there sleeping on my pillow right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. I used to have one. Oh yeah, my my, uh, my great we had, stuff. We had, we had a Dalmatian named Freckles. Man, she just thought that the cat litter box was a candy store. Oh yeah. Oh, and you're like, wait a second here, Freckles. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Timeout. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb, yeah. dumb dog. Yeah. Holy uh, moly. Well, hey, I, uh, all right. So, hey, we've got some exciting games coming up, some uh, conference games that may or may not decide the uh, outcome for the conference championship. And, yep. um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what CSU does on the road. I'm looking forward to see uh, what uh, U of A does on the road in Vegas. And I'm really yeah. looking forward to getting reports back from the Jordan Valley Ice Park. Yeah, that uh, – the Vegas thing has me intrigued with it being a full house to see what happens there. We, uh, anxious to see what Eastern Michigan brings to the table. And, uh, I don't know, maybe we need to, maybe we'll get together Friday night and have a little watch party. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Yeah. We might have to get together and have a little watch party and see what happens. we, We can do a little live, a live pod, right? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what everybody wants to hear. Yeah, it would just be F-bombs left and right. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And that'd be from our wives, never mind us. Yeah, yeah, totally. you, yeah. Oh, a bunch of idiots and all that, yeah. Oh, jeez. All right, hey, Andrew, let's get the heck out of here. We want to thank yep. everyone for listening. We want to, uh, if you follow the uh, Western CHL at westernchl.com, I'll update it eventually. And uh, on Twitter at westernchl uh, on Twitter. Um, follow the ACHA at achahockey.org. We're under Division One. Uh, I, I know the guy that updates the website, so he's not a bad guy. 
Yeah. Uh, I kind of like them. Um, and uh, besides that, boy, I think that's it, Andrew. So thanks for listening to this uh, terrible podcast. We want to thank you all for um, finding us on the road and uh, introducing yourself. We appreciate the fact that we have uh, 12 listeners. More, we, we like to tease, but it's, uh, it's, it's good to know that folks listen. Yeah, and, yeah, sure um, yeah. Uh, these kids this isn't all for nothing. No, the, well, it's all for the kids, right? And, yeah. and we give them a hard time, but um, they're the true student athletes of college, and they don't get the credit that they deserve. And this uh, is as terrible a podcast as it is. We're trying to shine a little light uh, their way, put them in the spotlight a little bit, even if some of them find their way on the bar stool every now and then. But um, <laughs> you know, we, they they we they we we want them to get as much credit as they can because uh, they're they're paying to play hockey they're paying their way through school they're playing for the love of the game yep and they don't get anywhere near the credit that they deserve because the ACHA especially at men's division 1 is great freaking hockey yep there it's not yeah it's not too far from the removed from the top guys there i'll take any i'll take any team in the WCHL right now including Colorado, Colorado State, Missouri State, and I'll put them up against most any NCAA Division Three team, and let's go oh, to yeah. town, and we'll, we'll, we'll win. And if we don't win, we're, they're going to know they were in a hell of a game. It's and, gonna, yeah, they're going to be in a battle. Yeah, it's not just, uh, you know, this isn't intramurals or men's league. This is the real deal. So uh, uh, that's, that's why we do this. So we appreciate everybody listening. Yep. Andrew, get us out of here. I tell you what, everybody have a great week. Be safe out there. Safe travels to the teams going to and from, and we will catch you on the flip side.